it's that time of year or almost that time of year where having a little extra cha-ching in the bank account would really make a big difference, especially with the holidays. So I want to help in a way that I think I can by giving away a $500 Amazon gift card. For a chance to win it, all you have to do is one of two things. Either A, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send a screenshot to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com or share it out on social media. Let people know that we exist there with a link to our show through your favorite podcast player so others can go and find the show and listen as well. One of two ways. Send me a screenshot of either and you'll be entered to win. All you got to do is send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. This is Tiki calling again from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I just happen to be up right now listening to your show, and I see that we're featured on Cycle Man, me and my son Walter. So I was just impelled to just compelled to just tell this story. Um, before I tell this story, please don't judge me, Tony and Jenny. I was so young at the time and did a lot of dumb things, but like I'm 42 years old now, so I'm you know older. But this happened when I was about 17. Um, 17, I was kind of a rebellious kid, but I just had Walter. So he was about three months old, and I lived with my aunt. And I used to call her my my mom because she was just like such a like a motherly figure to me, more so than an aunt. But um, at that time, her father was sick, and he came to stay with us. Now, mind you, I didn't really know too much about Alzheimer's then, but I just knew that he was coming to stay with us because he had Alzheimer's. Okay, everything was fine at first until the sickness started to progress, and he became, to me, like, almost like a pain in my bottom because the things he would do, like, he had this cane. I just remember him, him having this wooden cane that he walked with, and he, if we were sitting near him or we walked by, he'd just swing the cane and hit us in our legs or our back or our knees or wherever that cane landed is where it landed. And, I mean, he'd be really swinging. It's not like, oh, he's just tapping you with it. No, he's swinging it like he's swinging for the Atlanta Braves or just the Orioles or anything. I don't know. It was just like with a whole lot of force. And then he would, like, if he was sitting next to you, he'd just out of nowhere just start cussing you out and, you know, telling you to move or being mean. And it'd be times that he just makes you feel really bad about yourself, really low. But there was a point where I, like, was really like, you know what, you want to keep on doing mean things to me, I'll show you about being mean. That's the type of mind frame that I was in with him because it was like me and him were like back and forth with this who was going to do what worse. But um, don't judge me. Please don't judge me. So like this one time I remember Walter's diaper. His diaper was wet and I kind of like opened it up and got like the silicone pieces out and I started to throw them at him. So he was swinging this cane around thinking it was a bunch of flies flying around him. And me, I just remember me and my sister Tiffany just laughed and laughed because he was just like, oh, it's too many flies all around. So then I'm like, yeah, it is. We need to get the flies. Swing the cane. Pop up, swing the cane. And like, he's steady swinging it. And we're steady throwing more pieces at him. And 
I remember another time he sent me to the store to get him like a book of matches and people know that matches are free, but I told him the matches were $20. I remember taking his money and going to get me a CD, a R. Kelly CD and just coming back with the book of matches. And he's just like, I don't have no change. I said, Oh no, they're high. Like, I don't believe they were that high, but they were, but here's your book of matches. And I don't even know why my stupidity would get a man with Alzheimer's a book of matches when he wasn't even allowed to have those type of things because he would take matches and he would light them and just throw them on the floor. So that was a, another dumb thing I did, but wasn't really thinking about it at the time, just thinking about being mean because he was being mean to me. And it was other times he would scream at us to get him some gin and find his gun that he had. I guess he had an old time gun at his house before he came to live with us, but he would always try to make the search the whole house for the gun. Or he'd be like, go get my, my gin, find my gin now. So I'd go and get him some sugar water and make him drink that. And just he'd be like, oh, this is good, but it tastes like sugar water. And I'm just like, oh, no, it's gin. It's good. Pop, pop. And he'd be like, yeah, it's good. Thank you. And, you know, and then, but not all the time. I'm not going to say he was just mean all the time. It was just sometimes he would go into that zone. But at that time, like I said, I was young and dumb. And I didn't really know too much about the disease that I know now. But, um, yeah, so this went on for maybe a couple months until his sickness really, you know, took over a lot. And he ended up passing away. Now, the night that he passed away, everybody came to the house from different states who were visiting, you know, going to be there for the funeral or whatever. So we ended up being put out of our rooms. My sister and me and a couple of my cousins were down in the basement sleep where he used to sleep. Now, mind you, it was a finished basement. It was nice. It had like, you know, the, typical TV, couch in a bedroom, in a bed or whatever. It was really nice. But we were down there asleep. And Walter, around 3 o'clock in the morning, ended up throwing up. Like, I could hear him gargling or something. So I, I like, picked him up and turned the light on, and his throw-up just shot out. I mean, and it was just, like, a weird throw-up. It was, like, almost like the exorcist when she spit, like, when she threw up on the priest. It just came out like that, nothing but milk. So I'm just like, oh, gosh, Walter. And I'm just cleaning him up and cleaning myself up in the bed, and something just told me to look. So I turn my head, and lo and behold, my pop-up is sitting in the chair just looking at me. And I'm like, did I just see what I thought I saw? Like, I had to really do a whole double take because I'm thinking, Okay, I'm tripping because the first time I looked, I'm just like, oh, not really paying any attention. So then I look back at Walter and then I'm just like, wait a minute. And I look back and he's still sitting there. And I'm just like, I'm tripping. Oh, my gosh. And he sort of like nods his head like, yeah, you see me. I see you. And I just remember taking Walter under my arm like a football. And I mean like a literal football is how I was holding him. And I just remember screaming to my cousins, Kia, Tiffany, oh, y'all, get up. I just seen Papa. We got to get out of here. So I remember just holding him and running up the steps really fast, going to the other room where the other family members were sleeping. And they were just like, oh, you saw him. Oh, that just he just came back to, I guess, let us know that he was okay. And, you know, they weren't too worried about it. And so I was just like, no, I got to get out of this house. Like, you don't understand the things that I did. This man is coming back for me. Like, because that's what I was thinking at the time. And so nothing really happened after that. But just, like, after the funeral and all, everybody left and everybody's going back to their daily routines. Uh, one night, 
I was, no, one early morning, like around 3 o'clock in the morning, I remember laying in the bed and I couldn't move for nothing. But I would hear all these sounds around me and it was creeping me out and I was trying to move and I couldn't move. And I'm just like thinking to myself, what is going on? Because I've never had that feeling before, but I did learn that it's like either you're going into a lucid dream or the witch is riding your back. So at that time, I believe that's what it was, the witch riding my back because the noises and the sounds around me, it would just have me freaked out. And I just remember it finally let me go. And I just hopped up like, oh, my God, what was that? But not really paying no, that much attention to it. So then the next night, about 5 o'clock in the morning, I was getting ready to go to school. I um, had to be at my bus stop around 7. So I was sleeping. I had went, you know, got dressed, took my shower and got dressed. And it was still early. It was about 6.30. I had to be out at 7. So I sat in a chair that was near my, my, my door to my room. And I was just thinking, okay, I'll just catch a little Z's before I have to go catch the bus. So I just remember sitting there. And no sooner did I get comfortable, I just got this feeling that I couldn't move. And I'm just sitting in a chair like, oh, my God, what is going on? Like, this is happening again. And all of a sudden, I heard, like, a person walking up the stairs. And the only way I can explain it is they were walking up the stairs with a cane. So, you know, you hear the, the cane, step, step, cane, step, step. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, he is coming to get me. So I just remember trying to pray, trying to do anything, trying to get up off that chair. And with so much force, it had me like stuck to the chair. And by the time I could hear him at the top of the steps, it finally let me loose. And I was able to like break loose. And I kind of like flew toward the bed. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. This is, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore because this has been going on now for like weeks. So I remember going to school that day and telling a friend of mine what had happened, what I had did first and what was going on now. And he was just like, you know what? You need to go home and you need to really ask God to forgive you, number one. And you need to ask your grandfather to forgive you, number two, because that's probably what it is. He's just haunting you because of what you did and how you treated him. So I was just like, you know what? You have to be right. You just, I, what else? What else can I lose? So I remember going home, gathering my sister when she got off of school, and I told her, look, we need to pray. We need to really pray and ask God to forgive us and ask Pop-Pop to forgive us, too. So we went to my room, and we got on our knees, and we started praying. And as soon as, like, I was just like, you know what? God, please forgive me for this. Like, th this was wrong of me. And I told her, I said, Papa, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry I did that to you. And no sooner did I say that, the air and everything in the room just shifted. And it was just almost like I could breathe again. Like, it was just like, like a relief. And that never, like, he never came back after that. I never had any more experiences with him, but it just always felt like something was in the basement. Like every time I would go down there, like somebody was there with me, but I never, like he never haunted me again after that. And I never like did anything to anybody elderly after that. Not ever, like ever. That was something that I really had to learn and it scared the bejesus out of me. But that's another, I, I have other stories, but this was one that really terrified me as a child at 17. So, whew, thanks for listening. Like I said, please don't judge me, Tony or Jenny. I was so young and dumb. But, um, yeah, that's it. And I hope to hear this one. I love your show. I love you guys. Keep everything you're doing up because it is exciting just to know that somebody else, this is a place where you can vent and tell your stories. And I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We'd, we'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts.